0: Hello and welcome back to another week of Rooted! This week we're taking a closer look at a vine known for devouring the American South, Kudzu. Kudzu vine, or Prairie Montana, is a perennial vine native to the temperate region of East and Southeastern Asia. As a member of the legume family, this guy has some pretty famous relatives including Gorse from episode 18 and crowd favorites like beans, peas, lentils, and even clover. Kutsu isn't too picky when it comes to soil or environment, but it feels most at home in climates that are humid with plenty of rich soil, which is why it feels right at home in places like Georgia, Louisiana, North and South Carolina, etc. If you live in temperate areas of the United States, or any other humid environment with plenty of wide-open spaces, you've likely seen kudzu. It's known for its large, sometimes dinner-plate-sized leaves and vibrant purple-to-wine-colored blooms. Since it's a member of the legume family, its flowers look just like the rest of its famous family members, but these specific flowers are known for smelling like grapes. This fast-growing vine is often seen towering over telephone poles, scaling the sides of buildings, and even billowing out of barns and silos which it can grow to completely consume. Now, you might be wondering, how the heck does a plant completely cover a building? Well, the answer is that kudzu grows wildly fast, topping out in an average of about a foot a day or a little over 30 centimeters for my friends outside of the U.S. With such a fast rate of growth, it should come as no surprise that a common folktale warns that those who leave their windows open at night risk waking up to find their whole house literally engulfed in kudzu. With legends like this, it's easy to imagine this plant as a supervillain. But it's not all bad. Kutsu was actually introduced to the United States with good intentions. It first made an appearance as part of a Japanese garden exhibit in the 1876 display at the World's Fair in Philadelphia. After turning so many heads at the fair, many a master gardener decided they would love to try their hand at growing the unique and lush vine in their yard for a little bit of shade and for those pretty grapey flowers. Little did they know, this would prove to be a massive problem later, but we'll get to that in a bit. Kudzu was also used in folk medicine to treat anything from indigestion to cardiovascular diseases. Research into kudzu has shown that it contains isoflavins, which can help with inflammation and act as antioxidants to help slow aging in the body, though more research is needed to know the specifics here. In China, Kudzu is one of the 50 fundamental herbs for healing, which is why it was traditionally used in tinctures, teas, powders, and even soups. It was also often used to create baskets, materials, and paper due to its fibrous and fast-growing vines. After its smashing success in the garden, kudzu was introduced to the American South to try and prevent soil erosion and washout. At first, no one was super into the idea of growing this stuff. It took a little to get established, and didn't offer the commercial value of some better-known crops. That was until the 1830s, when America was devastated by the Dust Bowl, a period of intense drought that caused terrible and extremely damaging dust storms across much of the South. With the lack of roots to hold the now very light soil down, The Soil Erosion Service, which is now the Natural Resource Conservation Service, offered farmers a bit of a reward- up to $8 an acre to grow the stuff. They did this because kudzu was one of the only plants able to grow as quickly as was needed in such harsh conditions and, as a bonus, it would help to rebuild the soil and could be used as a tasty forage for livestock as the ecosystem started to recover. The problem? This all worked a little too well, with over one million acres planted, quickly taking over the landscape in areas where it wasn't being carefully managed. Much like invasive honeysuckle in the Midwest, katsu climbs and chokes out pretty much any plant it can get its vines around, wreaking absolute havoc on native plants and ecosystems as it crowds out many plants vital to the forest's health. Turns out, Cows and goats really love this stuff, and they aren't the only ones. Bees also take note of the flowers. And I mean, to be fair, they are pretty cute and are perfectly shaped for them to fit their tiny little butts in and perch for a bit of a snooze as needed. Well, they aren't always a top choice, kudzu blooms are usually pretty readily available and are sometimes the most viable option in years impacted by extreme drought. One less common and certainly unexpected consequence of bees having to primarily pollinate kudzu, purple honey. I know, you guys probably thought I was done telling you about weird things that can happen with honey, but alas, here we are again. And honestly, it's one of my favorite things to nerdily drone on about. Purple honey is thought to be caused when bees collect a bulk of their pollen from kudzu, but it's all still a little mysterious. We mostly believe this because the honey is often said to have a lightly grape flavor and tends to come from regions of the southern United States where kudzu is widely distributed and has crowded out many other native plants. On top of purple honey and herbal medicine, Today, kudzu is still used in many different ways across food, art, and agriculture. The biggest way that kudzu is commonly used? As a thickening agent. In many traditional Japanese recipes, kudzu starch, which comes from the root of the plant, can be used to thicken numerous sauces or desserts, much like agar agar or tapioca. It's not as commonly used here in the United States So, while you might not be able to find it at your average convenience store or supermarket, often kudzu starch can be found at your local Asian or international market. On top of being a handy thickening agent, kudzu blooms are often made into a light summer jelly. With their grape flavor and soft purple color, it's no surprise that this is a popular choice for a light and refreshing jelly. If jelly isn't really your jam, You can also use katsu blooms and leaves as natural pigment. They're a great choice because they're so widely available and highly pigmented, creating beautiful shades of deep warm greens and cool muted purples. On top of art and food, katsu is still commonly used as an animal feed, especially in areas where it's overgrown and is a viable option for improving the soil and managing erosion in areas where it can be carefully monitored and managed appropriately. As a complete aside, I also think kudzu is the most likely plant that Swamp Thing is made of, and I mostly think this because of his ability to regenerate so quickly, but also because of the fact that kudzu is commonly found in both Louisiana and South Carolina. In addition to that, the other vining plant in the swamp that grows quickly enough to be Swamp Thing is Virginia creeper, And while that plant is native to North America, it isn't safe to eat, which would cause complications, I guess you'd say, in the way that Swamp Thing is able to, um, connect with his intimate partners. So if you want to hear more of my ramblings on this topic and all things Swamp Thing, be sure to check out the special episode of Something Rather Than Nothing with fellow Swampy fans Ken Vellante, Craig Randall, and Ken Nicholson coming soon. That's all I have for this week. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Next week, I'm actually going to be taking a quick break, but I'll be back at it the week after with even more plant facts and fictions. See you then! If you liked the show, Please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at rooted.pod. We're on YouTube at rooted.podcast, and check out our website, rootedpod.com, for transcripts, updates, and so much more. Thanks for being here, and until next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to the earth, and just like a plant, drink your water.